On today's show, we look at Kyle Palmieri's season and his future with the Islanders, plus who deserves to win the Bob Nystrom Award. All that and more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We've got a lot to discuss on today's show, but first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, a topic you'd like us to talk about on the show, feel free to send us an email, the email address lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, NYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings throughout this pivotal offseason, including the draft, free agency, trade rumors, everything that happens between now and the start of training camp in September. Let's get today started with a look at Kyle Palmieri, his season that was, and basically what his future role is with the New York Islanders. Now, with Palmieri, it really was a tale of two seasons, uh, a very, very frustrating and slow start, followed by a second half of the season that was certainly much better uh, than the first half, but still not quite what we were expecting. Look, through 29 games, Kyle Palmieri had a grand total of one goal. One goal in 29 games for a guy who was really re-signed after uh, the departure of Jordan Eberle in the expansion draft to be the first-line winger uh, along with Barzal and Anders Lee, that was going to be the Islanders' top line. Well, in 69 games this year, Palmieri finished with 15 goals and 33 points. He was an even plus-minus and had 57 penalty minutes. Unfortunately, you know, a lot of those penalty minutes by Palmieri, early in the season especially, uh, happened because he really wasn't skating quickly enough, wasn't in position, 
and he would end up reaching or grabbing or hooking the opposing player to try to catch up or get the puck or get back into the play. And and look, let's face it, that just isn't going to work. And, and he took 57 penalty minutes, which, while not a huge number, is by far the highest number of his career. And look, if you go back a, a year ago in 51 games, he had... 21 penalty minutes. The year before that, again, uh, you know, 45 penalty minutes. This is the the, the 57 penalty minutes, uh, just not really getting it done from his perspective. His previous career high was 46, so he beat that by 11 penalty minutes. He did have two power play goals, and four power play assists, but wasn't a major factor on the power play, and his ice time was 15 minutes and 37 seconds per game. Realistically, 77 hits in 69 games, that's a little smidge more than one hit per game, and 18 block shots, but we know neither of those things are going to be you know, the, the calling card of Kyle Palmieri, so to speak. So, right now, the, you know, in the first half of the year, he was very ineffective. Was still doing certain things okay, but just wasn't seeing the results. And, you know, you look through the first 29 games when he was getting more ice time, Uh, He was getting his chances. He was getting his shots, four shots, three shots, three, four. Uh, It wasn't like he wasn't shooting, whereas later in the season, uh, the pucks started to go in, and that really mattered. You know, through 29 games, he had one goal. So, you know, that means in his last 40, he had 14 goals. So you double that, that's a 28-goal pace, And that is roughly where you would need Kyle Palmieri if he was going to be the first-line winger going forward. But, you know, I will say this. While Kyle Palmieri remains a valuable part of this team, I don't think he is a first-line caliber player on a good team anymore. Uh, At this stage in his career, he's not the 25 to 30 goal scorer he was from 2015-2016 through 2019-2020. That's not who he is, and playing in the Barry Trotz system, he wasn't going to match those numbers. He is now 31. He'll be 32 next February, so during the course of the season. Uh, To me... On a really deep team, Kyle Palmieri is a third-line winger, possibly a second-line winger, not going to be a a top-three player and maybe not even a top-six. He just doesn't have the, the scoring touch that he once did. And by the end of the season, his shooting percentage was 9.6. Keep in mind... That's a little higher than it was a year ago when he was at 8.7. But when he was in that scoring zone, 12.1, 13.3, 13.5, uh, 16.1, which was his career best in 2019-2020, 
when he had 25 goals in 65 games. Those days seem to be behind him. The last two years, he has been a single-digit kind of a guy, 8.7 and 9.6. A lot of his shots not getting through, and I think that's part of the problem as well. He had 156 shots on goal in 69 games, which is a little more than two per game, but he had 267 attempted shots. Uh, You know, that's 111 shots that did not get through. So just really Palmieri losing a half a step, which I think is hurting him, and just isn't getting the job done the way he used to. If the Islanders are able to bring in that bonafide top-line player. To me, wouldn't Palmieri go really well on a line, let's say, with Parise and Pajot as the third line? Uh, Possibly on the second line, but to me, you know, that's his future. And I'll say this, I would not be shocked. I would not be shocked if one of those hockey moves that Lou Lamorello talked about making during this offseason could possibly involve Kyle Palmieri being shipped out, whether it is for a younger player uh, as part of a package uh, for a goal scorer or just to free up a little cap space to bring in somebody else. All of those remain possibilities. The Smithtown, Long Island native, uh, no longer a part of the core of this team, Although he still, if he returns, will play an important role in the team's future. We have got more to discuss on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. The Bob Nystrom Award, one of the more prestigious awards the Islanders give out every year. You can vote to see who wins it. We'll talk about that and uh, discuss who I think deserves the award. Plus, our Islanders birthday of the day, a very popular forward uh, from the late 1990s who started his career with the Islanders and then went on to play for the Flames, Ducks, and Bruins. Let's see if you can guess who that is. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Look, we've been asking and Built delivered. Built Granola Bars are here. Built Granola Bars come in three unbelievable flavors. There's my favorite, the chocolate peanut butter, chocolate coconut, and white chocolate berry. You want to try all three? You can get a mixed box at Built.com right now. These are so different from the regular Built Bars and the Puffs. Built Granola Bars are just loaded with granola, and it's the perfect combination of crunch and chewiness. But just like Built Bars and Puffs, these babies are packed with protein, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. They have just 150 calories, 15 grams of protein, but only 4 grams of sugar, so they're perfect to to just take with you uh, when you go to work out, when, when you go to the beach, when you, you go out with friends. Built has cracked the code to better granola. It's the perfect healthy snack to pack in your lunch. They are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. So go to Built.com and get Built Granola Bars now. If you use the promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. 
We have an important favor to ask you. We've been put together a survey so we can learn more about our listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcasts even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On Podcasts. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that does complete a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. So take our audience survey. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey, and thank you for your help. So the Islanders give away the Bob Nystrom Award every year. And the fans get to vote. And the award was created back in 1991, so hard to believe it's been 31 years. And it's given to the Islanders player that exemplifies leadership, hustle, and dedication, which are the ideals that Bob Nystrom represented both on the ice and in the community. And look, you get to vote as to uh, who you want to win the award last year, it went to J.G. Pajot. Uh, past winners include Matt Martin, who has won the award an incredible six times, Casey Sezikis, who has won it twice, Anders Lee, Franz Nielsen, Kyle Oposo, Tim Jackman, Richard Park. Uh, the first winner was Brent Sutter, going all the way back to 1991. So, uh, realistically... Just a very, uh, uh, sort of a, a fan's player award. The kind of guy who really uh, exemplifies that hustle and dedication to the game and dedication to the community. And if you go back throughout Islanders history, those kind of players have often been the kind that fans gravitate toward. You can go all the way back to Brian Spencer, who was uh, who was a big... Uh, part of the initial Islanders team. You can talk about guys like Dan Plant and Rich Pilon and Claude Lapointe. Uh, you know, guys who may not have put up 30, 40 goals, but who really uh, hustled, dug in the corners, scored not a lot, but certainly in the clutch, and were very involved in the community. And to me, if I'm analyzing this current Islanders team, and I look over the past year's statistics. I, I think it's easy. There are a few players who I think, you know, deserve mention. Uh, I can understand, you know, Adam Pellick getting a possible mention. I can understand uh, Anders Lee maybe getting some votes. Cal Clutterbuck, although his late season injury didn't help. But... If I'm going to give this to one guy, oh yeah, and I, I got to say, J.G. Pajot would deserve some consideration as well, but he didn't quite match his performance of a year ago. To me, the guy who has to get this award or has to be the favorite, although I'm not going to tell you how you should vote, but I have to go with Zach Parise. He played in all 82 games, which is, uh, he was the only Islander. To, to actually do that, but with COVID, you know, it wasn't necessarily a typical year. So, Parise, 82 games, 15 goals, 35 points, uh, two goals on the power play, two goals shorthanded. He killed penalties, 
He helped out on the power play. He was a leader. And the one thing about Zach Parise, and he did get off to a little bit of a slow start, no question about that. But what Parise did was he always did things the right way. Even if he didn't score on a play, even if he didn't, you know, take his man out, regardless of how he did it, he was in the right place at the right time and he never stopped hustling. And to me, if any player on this current Islanders roster personifies the Bob Nystrom work ethic, the Bob Nystrom hustle, the two-way uh, style of play, the physicality, uh, and the clutch goal scoring of Bob Nystrom, Zach Parise fits the bill. You know, Parise, 37, kind of on the downside of his career, never stops hustling, never stops trying, even when the team is losing a game 5 nothing, 6 nothing, and unfortunately there were too many of those games this year. Uh, you're always going to see Zach Parise giving his all. So to me, he would be my first choice. Again, other guys deserve some consideration. Your Pajos, your Clutterbucks, uh, your Pellics. But, you know, Zach Parise would get my vote. And in fact, I did vote. And yes, I voted for Zach Parise. Let me know who you would vote for. Feel free to Mention that on Twitter or uh, send an email and let me know who you voted for, who, who you would vote for, because I think overall uh, there are a number of guys who deserve it. But to me, Zach Parise, a legacy whose father played a similar style uh, with the New York Islanders back in the mid to late 70s, it would be great to see Zach Parise win this award. We have got more to get to on today's episode. Our Islanders' birthday of the day, a solid two-way forward who played for the Islanders in the mid to late 90s. We'll have that plus some parting thoughts coming up on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and today is the 52nd birthday of former Islanders winger Marty McGinnis. McGinnis, an eighth-round pick of the Islanders back in 1988, went to Boston College, played there for three years, and had two 20-goal, 50-point seasons at BC. Uh, a, a native of Weymouth, Massachusetts, so he was going to school close to home. How many eighth-round picks go on to play almost 800 games in the National Hockey League. McGinnis uh, had his best season with the Islanders by far in 1993-94, 25 goals, which ended up being his career high, and 56 points. He was also a plus 31, which was career high for him. Uh, ended up playing in seven playoff games with the Islanders, Stayed with the Isles from 91-92 all the way through till late in the 96-97 season when he was traded to the Calgary Flames. Later played for the Ducks where he had another 20-goal season. And the Boston Bruins, his hometown team, where he finished out his career in the 2002-2003 season. In his career, McGinnis, 796 goals. Uh, games, 170 goals, 420 points in 330 penalty minutes, 
you add three goals and five points in 22 playoff games, uh, although none of those points came with the Islanders. And, you know, McGinnis, he kind of reminds me in some ways of J.G. Pajot. Uh, if I was going to equate him with any particular player on the Islanders, because, you know, he could put the puck in the net, he could score you those 20 goals, but he's more likely to get you 15 to 20 and really hustled, got back, played both ways, wasn't going to make a lot of headlines, but if you watched him game in and game out, you were going to like what you saw. At 5'11", 190, he had average height, but got the job done. We go back to December 17, 1993 at the Coliseum, where the Islanders are taking on the Leafs, and Felix Potvin gets the start for Toronto. Ron Hextall, the goalie for uh, the Islanders, and it was Dave Andrachuk getting Toronto on the board early. Mick Vakoda called for goalkeeper interference, and Andrachuk scores on the power play. His 26th from Doug Gilmore and Dmitry Miranov at 146, 1-0 Toronto, but the Islanders bounce back. M- Marty McGinnis, his eighth from Vladimir Malakov and Ray Ferraro at 8.06. After 20 minutes, we're even at 1-1. One and one. In the second period, Ray Ferraro of the Islanders off for tripping, and McGinnis scores a shorty, his second of the game, ninth of the season. Pierre Turgeon, the only helper at 5-16. And then 44 seconds later, Derek King, an unassisted even-strength goal, his 15th, and the Islanders were up 3-1. The Islanders' power play clicking late in the period. Mike Eastwood of Toronto off for a high stick. Brad Delgarno, his fourth from Travis Green and Scott Lachance at 19:26, And then 16 seconds later, Benoit Hogue, his 14th from Pat Flatley. And the Islanders were up 5-1 after two periods. In the third, a shorthanded goal with Mick Vakoda off for high sticking. Pierre Turgeon scores a shorty. His 13th, Kasparitis and McGinnis, our Islanders' birthday of the day with the assists. Mark Osborne gets a power play goal in the last minute for Toronto to make the score closer, but the Islanders win this one by a score of 6-2. Marty McGinnis, two goals, one assist, a plus three. He scored on both of his shots. One goal was a shorthanded one. So again, happy 52nd birthday to former Islanders winger Marty McGinnis. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. I'll tell you, the the Bob Nystrom Award is one that is near and dear to my heart. I, I, I just think it's sort of like the people's player, the people's favorite. And I think that makes it special for the, for the uh, players as well because it's a kind of recognition that you don't always see. And, you know, the relationship between the Islanders and their fans over the history of this franchise uh, always really meant something to me. It was special. And, you know, I think back to when I was growing up in the 70s and 80s and the Islanders were such a great team. And, you know, it was the Rangers who were always going out and making television commercials and getting, you know, Sassoon jeans and and, and the media attention. And the Islanders just went out and won hockey games and were close to their fans. You know, they were your neighbors. They, They were people who you saw around the island. And 
you know, the Bob Nystrom Award to me personifies that. So, hey, vote vote for Zach Parise, okay? Vote for vote for Zach, or or let me know who you who you voted for. Either way, uh, it, it's all good. Want to thank you again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NHL. Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. That does it for today's episode. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.